What's up? How's it going? How's it going? What's up? Welcome to the latest episode of the Never Been Done Podcast. This is episode one of season two. I decided tonight that we are going to start season two today. This is episode 41, so we're going to do 40 episode seasons. So this is the beginning of season two. I think we're already in season two because we passed a year for the show. So... Well, I, I for, officially for I, you. I, I don't. Okay. I don't care. But I know we're season two starts at episode forty one. So this is actually episode one, season two. I'm not going to go back and change those numbers. So you don't have to change it. We're just going to okay. say it out loud. I'm just saying. I thought they were all episode forty because that's how I've been labeling them. I know the last three <laughs> have been episode forty, so that's why I was just Let's like, keep it going. We're just, yeah. we're just. Nice. This is season two, episode one. Right now, so this is all we're gonna do. Mm, whatever. This is the way we're gonna roll. Episode point five. <laughs> Episode. It's kind of that's how it started, except that you can't label files that way. Season two, episode point five. Whatever. Yeah. All right. We'll go with that. I don't care. It's just a number. It's just a number. It's just a number. Just like age. Just like the size of your penis. Just like AIDS. It's Except just, for, you know. Just like AIDS. The knee breaker doesn't count because that's like a big number. That's but. just a number, too. How's you know, it going, boys? Speaking of things that I don't like, little kids are terrible things. Like, I just really don't like kids at all. Like, <laughs> man. No, like, there's no, oh, man. Like, just, they're just, I just don't like them. Like I'm every wherever I'm at, they're just like they're just terrible. They're loud and they're obnoxious, and like parents just don't punch kids anymore. And they're supposedly passing some sort of law in California where it's not okay to trip kids in restaurants anymore. Like how how does that need to that, be a law? And that's a and I was at first I thought it was a joke, but it's an actual real thing. Really? That's too damn bad. And I'm that just sounds like, like fun. And I'm just like <laughs> no, because it sounds like fun because it's just not normal. Like does it happen that often? So it has to be done because of that. That, yeah, that means that like kids need tripped that often. Weird. Like that's I, that's a weird thing. I don't know, man. I just I don't like little kids. They just bug the fuck out of me. So, so you don't want to be a dad? Oh, I passed dad age. I'm fine. I, I mean, I know it's not really true. But Picasso okay. fathered yeah, true. Picasso fathered children well into his seventies, and that, so whatever. But like, I'm just saying that like I just don't want to like. Two things. I don't want to curse the world with another human being, and I don't want to curse another human being with the world. Does that make sense? Sure. I think, I think that's supposed to sound deep, but it sounds It's not callous. deep. I just, it's both ways. It's just like, I just don't think that the planet needs another human being, because there's already too many of us, because we're a plague. And then I also don't want to, like, plague a child with, like... The oppression of like, wow, there's nothing left on this earth but pollution and like electric cars and gay porn. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> man, go watch gay porn in your electric car because <laughs> it'll drive itself. Yeah, awesome. Exactly. I don't think that's a bad thing, really. But I mean, all right, gay porn. No, driving cars. Teach their own. I mean, there's not there's anything wrong with that, but I mean. No cars that drive themselves. Did you guys see the GIF I posted? No. On Facebook? <laughs> it was a, like a dick and balls with like a a skateboard, and the balls were like the feet. Like skateboarding up titties? 
and it did like yeah like oh it ramped I off that. You of put that on there a set oh. of titties and like okay. did a three sixty flip over both boobs. Yeah, no, I, I saw that. <laughs> I didn't realize you posted that. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> so there's a there's there's, there's a tinsy bit of like um, business we have to take care of. Number one. If you listen to the show and you want to be a member of the show and at one point a guest of the show that you need to be able to have at least seen you get, okay if you want to be a, me- a guest on the show you have to have at least listened to the show once seen the goonies I would say 5 seen the goonies 5 episodes you have to listen to at least 5 episodes proof that you've done it proof at least seen the Goonies, right? Because this is like we're talking about one person, you and me are Tyler, but there's multiple people who that's a thing. Yep. It's like not the first person. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? You haven't seen Goonies? Like, fucking ridiculous. What have you been doing with your life, seriously? Right. Like, you're just a terrible person if you yeah. haven't watched that like, movie. I've seen it like 212 times. Yeah, it's one thing to not be aware of it. It's another thing to have not, you know, to be aware like, of it and not see like, it. You're like, I know it exists. I know all the jokes and I've made jokes with friends about it, but yet I still haven't seen it. Yeah, that means a, you're pretending you're... That's a double That's a double problem. Well, you know, we don't have to get into it, but I still miss the octopus scene. I think it's bullshit they cut that out of it. It is. I agree. It was like the scariest part of the movie. You've seen the Cindy Lauper video, right? Yeah. Good awesome. for you, it's... Rocky Road. <laughs> Stop. Stop. All right. So we're. Ch- That's it. I just want people to know. Like, if you want to be, th- there's. We have a few rules. Number one, you have to have watched the Goonies. Number two, you have to at least listen to five episodes of the show. And number three, you cannot be named Adam Henry. Those are the three rules to have to be on the podcast. That's it. Ouch. Figure it I, out. I think I have one more. Okay. You have to eat a decent-sized portion of Da Bomb before. Oh, 100%. That seems like unnecessary. we got to have some kind of like initiation. Like, you start letting people on. It's not, but you're no. grandfathered in, CBS, so you don't... It's, yeah, not you. Anyway. Not you. Mm-hmm. Like, just other people that have never been on it. I mean, I would weed out some people, I guess. I just smell like... I just weed out the fucking pussies for sure. Massive. I smell like, like just fire. Me too. I'm, I'm what happens when you stand next to a charcoal grill all day? five seconds away from taking my shirt off, too. Because it's part, part of, your, part of just, your soul. I might have to burn Kreischer this episode. I, I don't know. Burn, if I was you, I would. Um, yeah, That's the know. only reason I did it is I was just like, I can't do this. And then it still wouldn't go away, so I went and just dove in the pool. Fucking... Take my shorts off too. Just have boxers. Fuck it. We're not even drunk. I like how um, as episodes go on, and people come on, they're like, "Oh, I'm going to be the next drunkest person on an episode." Like Connor was the like, you know, we did the episode and Connor was like falling down. And then we did the episode where Tom was like extra wasted, and then like last episode, I I, I was super wasted. I went back episode. listened to it, and you you didn't seem that wasted. I though was like, wow. Josh, like, I was, wow. but I just wasn't talking as much because I knew I was fucking wasted. <laughs> like I wrapped it up well. Like at the end of it, like I, I came back around and was like wrapped it up well. But like, wow, that was oh, that was a tough one. Well, you know, you fucking 
drink 10 hours, and you're like, yeah, let's do a podcast. Probably not the best idea. No, not at all. But it, it wasn't even that. It was just like it didn't, I didn't eat. Like all those, I didn't, I didn't have a bratwurst. I didn't have, I just didn't eat anything. Yeah, that's true. But I'm fine today, so I'm just, I'm just excited for this episode because um, I hope it goes smoothly. There's a lot of information, and there's a lot of cool things, so we'll see how it goes. I but. think it'll go well. We're not drunk. Might be a little tired and a little tired. Feel like really sticky and full of smoke. Yeah. But um you know, we just got the OG crew here too, so OG crew. But let's uh kick off the news. Uh Tyler's doing the news tonight, so uh you get to do the the beep sounds. Um what how do they go? I forgot. You go <laughs> you go you go like this, you go, What's in the news? Like that. Can I do like doot, 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 doot. here's the news? Good enough. Okay. Um, was in, that it? In game, that, that was it. In game is still 35 million behind Avatar. It's, it's only it's only raking in like two mil a day or something, maybe less. But they're doing the extra seven minutes of footage starting this weekend, though. Re-release, yeah. Right, right, right. So hopefully. Yeah, you know, we should probably all do what we said we were going to do and just, like, buy a ticket, even if we're not going to go. Just, murder, like, murder James Cameron? support the cause. Murder James Cameron? We can murder change. James Cameron, but it's not going to change no, the... Yeah, that doesn't do anything. I thought that's what we said we were all going to do. I mean, at no. least they'll stop making movies. Like, I really don't care to see Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5, so... It has a theme park now. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. And we probably already said this. I've probably already said this, but it's the number one movie at the box office because it was the first 3D movie to ever come out. No, it makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like if it it didn't have that, it wouldn't have made as much money. It was the first 3D movie in theaters ever. The first with a full 3D filming. People were all fucking stoked on it. I saw it in 3D and I was like, fuck this. This is Super lame. I feel bad because I I went and saw it with CVS and I was like, this thing fucking is garbage. So like, I've seen it and I paid money to go see it. And it's the technology like, we were going to see. No, the technology was very impressive. I mean, that's, it's a beautiful, yeah, it cinematic is. piece of work. No, the story not. sucks, but the visuals are amazing. And it was the first time that that style of film had been done. That's why it made as much money as it did because people just wanted to see it. It was a brand new thing. I mean, think about back in the day, the old school red and blue 3D movie. I wonder what kind of money it raked in. I have no idea because I wouldn't. I never studied or researched any of that nonsense because it's a dumb thing to know. But I'm sure it made a lot of money because of what it was. And as far as films concerned, like the way streaming services are going, it's only a matter of time before the theater takes a complete hit. And then at that point, we got to get smell vision and shock seats and everything else back in, and it'll be a real fun time for about six months. That'll be awesome. Anyway, I just hope. I hope it beats the shit. Well, as far as numbers are concerned, the double release, I mean, it's cheating, like so cheating, but that's totally why they're doing it. Avatar did it too, though. Did they? Yeah. Really? Avatar did it. They re-released the extra footage? They had the 3D thing on their side, too. I mean, well, the 3D thing, that's what it is. I didn't realize they double released it, though. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Hmm. All right, this one's good. This is a good piece of news. So, Dave Batista rejects, or rejected in the past many times doing Fast and Furious movies. And this is a quote from his mouth. I'd rather do good films. 
that's, that's awesome. That makes me like that guy even more, though. I'm like, hey. Yeah, he is really cool. Dave Bautista is awesome. Yeah, he is. Okay, not to rewind. The Endgame re-release features the addition of an introduction, a deleted scene starring Bruce Banner slash the Hulk, and a teaser for Spider-Man Far From Home, and a commemorative poster and a new tribute to Stan Lee. That's all the things that are supposed to happen. Oh, see, uh, that should have been the first one. That's really aggravating. And that's only thirty million away now. As of like, uh, what time was this posted? What's the date today? I don't know that. Seven hours. Twenty twenty nine. Twenty nine. Seven hours ago. I made that number so up. Only thirty million. No, that's what it and is. And it's supposed to be a two hundred percent increase in um, ticket sales because of it. Two hundred. Two hundred percent. Yeah. And nice. But back, sorry, back to Dave Batista. It's just funny. He said, "I'd rather do good films." That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, good. Because if you think about it, he's like, "What bad movies has he been in?" I can't think. There's of a badge of indie ones, like small. Are, oh, are there? Ones. Okay, yeah. I haven't. I haven't seen any of those. Are but. you sure? Oh yeah. He was in Riddick, which actually I liked Pitch Black, but I that was the one Riddick movie I did like. So, you know, I like the Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles was the middle movie, and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I actually like all three of those movies. Like, I like Pitch Black. Chronicles is fine. The animated one in the middle is cool. So there's... Show-wise, I actually like all those, but he doesn't... Like, in the the third one, the Riddick movie, which is the one called Riddick, it was early in Batista doing acting stuff in general. And, like, as a thing... The dudes, I don't really think the dude's ever really done a bad part, really. But critically, like, even though that movie's awesome, it didn't make money like other movies make. Oh, no. People are over that shit already. Yeah. Too long for a sequel. Um, so this is just a rumor, but it's always Sunny and The Office might do a, a crossover episode. Weird. Even though The Office is done. Um, it's always Sonny's been seen on the old office set. Yeah, they're, they're filming on the old office set, but they also did that. Like they made that rumor that they were going to do a crossover episode with Workaholics, and that never happened either. So yeah, which you know, I'd rather see that one. That'd be way more funny. Yeah, but I wonder if they're just using the set. Probably. Well, that's what I thought at first, but then there was like Steve Carell didn't deny or say it was happening. Someone talked to him, and he was like, I, It is the greatest show on TV right now. Oh, yeah. By far. I, the Office? That thing's over. No, Always Sunny. By far. It's a joke. You know what would be funny if, if, if they used Ricky Gervais instead and did do an Office crossover? Oh, like the British one? Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. Man, that'd be awesome. They're doing like an Amazo campaign that you can enter by buying t- ticket entries. <laughs> To try to win a walk-on role, I guess, on Ali Sunny. It's a you. You would you'll be a cameo slash like extra. You have like one but, line in every episode or but something. Every but but you got to be there the whole season. Yeah, that's crazy. Like too. I would so do that, even if I made no money and became broke afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> they pay for hotel, food, and uh, lodging and all that stuff, need. but like. What about alcohol? You just have to be there the whole... Can you drink at the bar the whole time? You just have to be there the whole time. 
Interesting. Um, I know most people don't care about this, but I really liked Prometheus and Alien Covenant and Alien Awakening. The that was supposed to end that trilogy and line up to the very first Alien movie has been canceled. That's fucking lame. Because I wanted to see where that story was going. So it's is it like hiatus or is it canceled? Canceled. Damn. It's all Ridley Scott too. Like it wasn't his decision. He wanted to do it, and we should do Ridley Fox Scott. Searchlight or whoever owns that. Like didn't want to do it. We should do Ridley because Alien yeah. Covenant. Yeah, we should do that. You one. shut up. <laughs> but yeah, he just didn't make the money he needed to make, and yeah, and that's why they canceled it. But it's like uh, I want to see the the rest of that story. That one's too big to just like oh, we'll just fucking. But we're we're finally seeing like James Cameron's like next Terminator movie though, so like it's nothing's out of you know it it can all happen. But Ridley Scott does too many movies, so like someone else would make it. I just want to see like what he would do with it. I mean, he might just wait a little bit longer. Yeah. All right, this is a funny piece of news. We all knew we all know who Riz Ahmed is, right? He plays the pilot in Rogue One. Oh, right. yeah. That's trying to get to, uh, what's his name? Oh, I saw Guerrero. I, think I saw this. Is it the one he gets detained by the fucking... He missed the Star Wars celebration because Homeland Security stopped him at the airport and, like, fucked with him all day because <laughs> of what he looks like. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. It's like... Oh, my God. You guys don't watch movies or what? Like, this guy's famous. Maybe not famous, but he's... <laughs> Man, that's okay. Yeah. You, you would think someone, they could have got a hold of somebody to verify who he was. That's, yeah, man. They, that's they don't How in a whole they, airport of people does not one person be like, I know that guy. They don't give a fuck. They, <laughs> yeah. they don't. Damn. At all. So that, that sucks, but it's still comical. Um, Henry Cavill is playing Sherlock Holmes with, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven in Stranger Things, and I don't, I think it's just a movie called Enola Holmes, so maybe, like, she's his daughter or something? Like, it sounds like. I don't know. But that seems interesting. I could see him as a Sherlock, I guess. I mean, if he's the, if he's the side father, then sure. Yeah. Um, Black Widow set photos reveal a mysterious armored character. Who's that, CBS? I haven't seen the picture, so I couldn't tell you. There are none. It's just like a rumor. Like a random armored character? Armored character. Let's see how many people wear armor. I mean, if you don't count people who have been in the movies already, there's Silver Samurai, uh, the Juggernaut, which I mean, I guess would make sense now considering X Men's now technically Marvel. It doesn't count as armored. The Juggernaut? Yeah. It, it's not it's the same. It's, it's, not, it's not the same as continuity. Well, yet. no, at this point, I, it's unlikely to be him. It's unlikely Silver Samurai <laughs> or used him in X Men, but it's the same thing. Like he's an X Men property. I mean, there's the Crimson Dynamo, which is basically who they already used with Mickey Rourke. I mean, they made him Whiplash mixed with the Crimson Dynamo, so that's a possibility, I guess, that they use an actual Crimson Dynamo. When you say armored suit, I mean, that's it's kind of a big scapegoat. Armored like, and mysterious. 
What does that mean? Armored and mysterious. Mysterious. Like the words a hint? I don't think the word's a hint. It's not? Armored and mysterious. You're mysterious because no one knows who it is? I mean, I guess. Mysterious because the character's mysterious. The fact they didn't have pictures of it makes me question that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that's a mixed bag of guessing. Silly. It's not Mysterio. Right. He's mysterious. Obviously. <laughs> no? Okay. No, I got it. Yeah. All right. And then the last piece of news I have is uh, Paul Rudd has joined the, the cast of the new Ghostbusters Which movie. is freaking awesome. Yeah. He's Josh and I were saying, like, okay, so that's Vinkman's son, right? What do you think? Uh, I don't know. That makes it sound or like he's connected to... do you think it'll just be, like, someone random? It makes it sound like he's connected to the new family, which, I mean, I guess that's possible. And it's not... Uh, I mean, guys, you know... I guess it could be, I don't know. I, I find more likely that he's going to want to be in Dana Barrett's kid because there's a, a couple characters cast. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. In the movies, because we have, uh, shoot, it's the girl from, oh, I, th- I want to say she's from the Avengers, the little, the, the little girl, and then the kid from Stranger Things that has the band, whose name I don't remember now either. The one that's in the... Finn, whatever. Yes. So Finn's been cast in there to yeah. play her brother, and the mother's been cast, and it's another person that like I didn't recognize the name of. More who have them? Yeah, they're not on IMDb. Uh, they're in the latest update that also announced Paul Rudd. Mm. Yeah, no, I did see that too. Okay. So he's supposed to be, according to the thing that I was reading, he's cast as the brother. Whatever's happening is happening to the girl. So a lot like the first movie where it's a female like. Sort of lead, I guess. And then there's a mother character cast, so I don't know if he'd be connected to them, because it almost sounds like he might be. But as far as like guesses who the dude is, it'd be cool if he's Bill Murray's kid. That'd be cool. I think if you're gonna try to use a namesake, it's more likely he's Dana Barrett's kid. But yeah, yeah, that's a good possibility. I didn't think of that. This is a guess, but McKenna Grace. This is the only kid that's cast in this. You see the little brunette or the little girl with black hair? Mm, it's just blonde hair in this picture, but. Mm. Now that they're, all three of them are listed on another website, just because IMDb doesn't have it yet doesn't mean anything. That Finn kid's in, yeah, showing up all over the place. Yeah, he's on there. There you go. That's just the two of them, though. Oh, I'm super hyped for Stranger Things. That starts on the 4th of July. Yeah. Freaking like, awesome. Do I do anything on the 4th of July or just sit home and watch that? I don't say, know. Say, say sit and watch that. <laughs> I haven't even watched season two yet, so. Oh, my gosh. It's unfortunate. Pussy. It's mm. not unfortunate. It is. got to pick and choose shit to watch these days, so it's just like. I know, but. But have you. Drunk Nancy's my favorite Nancy. Okay, here's the deal. Huh. Tyler still hasn't watched Cobra Kai season two, so he can't judge me for anything. No, that's that is sad too. And he yeah, didn't. But even... That's only been out for like two months, and Stranger Things two has been out for like the first season was out for longer than season two of fucking um, Stranger Things, and I just made you watch it recently, so it all balances out, right? Yeah, but you won't let me make you watch Stranger Things. I'll watch it. I don't. I'm not against it. I'm just. It's really good. Okay. You're you're missing out. But then here, okay, okay. Here, this is a conversation we need to have, and I need your opinion on it because 
CBS is like very just like nope 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 black white <laughs> black white murder death kill I don't give a fuck about blah blah because I'm so, Terminator too so they help that. so they did the Swamp Thing TV show oh yeah I haven't but, watched this but, yet is it so th- what happened was they made it's either ten or thirteen episodes the man episodes they made where they filmed I think they filmed in North Carolina and. They were supposed to get like a subs, like they're basically the state was supposed to give them half the money that it cost to film the TV show. And so because some glitch and some paperwork, the movie studio that filmed it isn't going to get the 20 million because it cost $40 million to make the TV show. Whew. But it was like, it was like 12 or 13 episodes or something. It's supposed to be 13 originally, but. Because of some some error error in quotation marks and paperwork, they're only going to get seven million from the state that they filmed in, which I think is North Carolina. So the streaming service company slash Warner Brothers, AT and T, Amazon, or who is it? It's DC, DC, DC streaming service, DC Unlimited. They canceled because they weren't they weren't a hundred percent complete. They did. They hadn't completed all the episodes yet. They didn't do all the post production for everything yet because, like, they were still slow. As they went on, they were slowly working on them. They're only going to release seven of them. No, they're releasing ten. But yeah, they, mm-hmm. the last three they're not releasing. I heard they're only releasing seven. And they've got slots for ten of them on the website. Okay, but are they all on there? Not yet. They're doing the same thing where they release one every week. So, but the so, most recent updates have said ten episodes. So, like I said, I heard they're only doing seven now. Okay, whatever. so. Whatever the whatever the end the end result is, and whatever they're going to release, there's going to be missing episodes, regardless. So my thing is is I think Swamp Thing is one of my favorite characters. I think he's great. I think he's it's a lot of cool shit. But how do you feel of like you're if you're going to start watching a TV show knowing that you're not going to be able to see the end of the season? Do you even fucking bother? Because I'm not even going to fucking bother. Because yeah, it's like, I, 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 I just I don't I don't like an 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 un an unfinished like thing like like oh what happens next and then he's like oh I guess we'll never know but it doesn't matter because it looked pretty cool in the first five episodes. So here's the thing: is like if it sucks, it's no big loss because you won't watch all of it anyway. But if it's really good, then you're like, well, fuck, right? Then you're like, I want to see what happens. But if you don't watch it at all... Same way I feel about the alien shit I was just talking about. Like, I'm fucking pissed right. about it. Well, that's understandable. It's like, now I'm not, I just gotta use my imagination? Like, what? So do you wish you didn't watch the other two movies? Do you wish you didn't watch The Covenant? Kind of. No, I'm not asking you. I'm asking Tyler. <laughs> Your opinion is black and white, so... No, so, Tyler, would you have rather not seen those two movies? I really like them, so no. Okay, then. There's the right. There's your answer. That's not the answer because those are movies on TV. But I'm still same like, thing. It's not the end of the series. As far as like the shows are concerned, when a TV show puts a pilot episode out, if you never watch a pilot episode, a pilot episode because you don't know if it's going to get picked up or not, then it never has a chance. So even if it is the best show freaking ever, it doesn't matter that nobody's tuning in to watch it because they weren't sure they were going to get guaranteed something to in, take home in, in a the, box. I guess in, I the, in the day and age of streaming services. A pilot episode no longer has that the clout, so you can't use that as an example. So, mm-hmm. so, so here's same the point, idea, man. 
No, as far it's, as, like, it's not the same idea. Yeah, it's it not the same idea because we knew that they'd filmed all that shit and that it was all so finished. So Cobra Kai season one happens, right? I'm super Correct. stoked. You're super stoked. We both think that shit's going to be cool. Neither one of us pay for YouTube Red. We wound up seeing the show anyway. Okay. Now, had not enough people paid for YouTube Red, would they make a second season? I'm going to tell you no. And then we never get a second season. So would you felt bad about watching season one? I don't pay for any of that shit, so. I, I, I know, Tyler. I, I, I know. We, we deserve to watch it for free. Can we all agree on that? Oh we deserve to watch anything for free. This is a, a Will we go argument. see movies in the theater and pay for it? Yes. If a movie's good enough, will I buy it on Blu-ray or 4K? Yes. Do we all in this room deserve to watch all that shit for free? Yes. <laughs> all I have to say is that... <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Netflix and... DC and streaming service. I mean, I have both of them, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, whatever. As far as television shows go, they filmed the entire season, and the fact that like they were they're banking on getting a like a subsidized payment from us, the state that they were filming in, just to make it a bigger deal, is is kind of a bullshit thing. You should just go with it. And it's like, you already paid for it. Warner brothers is a big enough company that they can, they should make that be able to make that happen. And they didn't. And that's the problem with DC uh, is ultimately no, that's, across the board. That's a Warner brothers decision. And yeah, yeah Warner brothers. AT&T bought them. A lot of those people don't have jobs anymore. It, it hasn't completely gone through yet. So that's not a thing. doesn't matter. But, but DC has been, their problem from the start has been, they're trying to put too much, too much content out too quickly, and they're not taking enough like, or not repercussions. They're not taking enough precautions to make sure that their product is good, and that's why their shit sucks. And so, um, and it's one thing's good gr- though. Gr- well, so was Green Arrow not good? And did you not? Are they not canceling that? I do like Green Arrow. But you liked it a lot. The last couple seasons fair. have been kind of weak. Um, so now you're changing your no. Your, your as far as shows concerned, I think the show should go on forever. But I think Stephen Mill is at the point that he wants his daughter to grow up and be around his daughter because she went from oh. being a baby to being like. Give me a fucking break! I'm not even kidding. He's a fucking celebrity and he's making millions of dollars to like mm. shoot bows and arrows on TV. Don't don't make it, don't make it about him. It's not being canceled because of the him. Dude's a cool it's guy, being so. it's no, it's being canceled because they don't want to pay money for it anymore. That may, that may be very true. I mean, if you can do what is that on season seven? No, I think we're going to season nine. It's either eight or nine. It's eight. It's eight. If you can make that many seasons of that, you can make. One full season of Swamp Thing for sure. They didn't even two different things though, company wise. Like CW, even though they're still connected to Warner Brothers, isn't Warner Brothers. It's like two different piles of money from the same thing. They didn't even finish the season of um, Constantine, really. Well, that's that's NBC though, man. That had nothing to do with. But it wasn't NBC. Whether the show was any good? Yeah, it was. It was on W. It was on CW no, as well. It was not. Um, it was not. Prove it. Google it. Well, why don't you get your phone and look it up? Where's your phone? Let's just talk about the best actor of all time instead. Okay. We can do that instead, but yeah, it was not on CW. It was. No, it wasn't. Okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) Seriously? It was not. Okay. It did did air on El Rey after it was canceled. Rodriguez picked it up to run it for a season, but it was the same episode, so sad. So who are we talking about today? Bill Murray? 
right. Yeah, we're talking about Bill motherfucking Murray. Bill fucking The man, Murray. the legend, the maniac, the incredible hero to many. I mean, I would say the hero to... He's a hero. I would say he's a hero. Planet Earth. I yeah. I would say the galaxy. He was in Space Jam. He did help. So yeah. There you That's go. That's true. He pretty much won the game. I mean, I don't know. Michael Jordan was there, and he did a lot of work, but. But they were losing, and Michael Jordan was already there. So. Yeah. Again, you're giving credit where it's you're not giving credit where it's due. So. I'm pretty sure I'm the one that just said Bill Murray because of Space Jam. Did, did I say but that? you're like, well, he didn't really win didn't the game because Michael Jordan yeah, was I'm pretty there, sure I said that, right? Excuse Bill Murray, yeah. Bill Murray pretty I, much I, won. I, I, do you, okay, before we even get started, do you think Bill Murray's going to be in the second Space Jam that's supposed to come out? Nah. You know what? It'd be He's cool not. if he was, but I don't think so. I think that's like complete reboot, like going to have probably a pretty douchey director and writer on it, so... If you're leaning towards LeBron James to fill Michael Jordan's shoes, I don't really agree with that either. All right, Bill Murray. Pop culture icon. He was born September 21st, 1950. He was the fifth of nine children. His mother was a mailroom clerk, and his dad was a lumber salesman. They are from Willamette, Illinois, and... Most of him and his siblings were all golf caddies growing up. So golf has always been an important role, which will come to play many times later on in his life. Of course. Um, of his, of his siblings, Brian Doyle Murray is the most, probably the most famous of his siblings. Um, he plays the mayor in Groundhog Day. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Is, was he regularly an actor, or was he just yeah. in that, like, well, for the hell of it? No, he plays the, like, the guy that's in charge of all the caddies in Caddyshack. That guy. Oh, he's just, really? I guess I oh, okay. him. Yeah, yeah, that's his brother. Um, he was uh, Noah from Noah's Arcade in Wayne's World. Um... That's probably, I mean, that's, yeah. And the rest of them are just normal human beings? He's in a lot, he's in so much shit, like, it's kind of, I mean, but those are pretty much, like, if... Uh, his other brother, Joel Murray, is probably most prominent, like, he plays his brother in Scrooge, so in Scrooge, when, like, his his brother is sitting there, like, op- opening gifts and stuff, that's his real brother. He plays his brother in the movie, but he's also his real brother. So the brother he leaves the... Well, he was going to give the toaster to, but instead gets entertainment center? Towels. And instead oh, he, towels, instead, that's right. Instead he gets a yeah. VCR. VCR instead of towels? Because Grace sent it. Um, I think he gets hit in the face with the toaster. That's what happened. He, he got his start um, in an improv group based out of Chicago, Illinois. Um... They brought him on board to this day. That's like one of the biggest. Um, I'm, I'm trying. Like my my notes. I don't know why I don't have the. The the prime time the 
primetime players or something like that. So anyway, like a lot of people got their start there, and a lot of the, from there, a lot of people went on to be part of uh, National Lampoon. Um, John Belushi was one of them. John Belushi kind of helped Bill get his start. Um, there was two Saturday Night Lives to begin with. There was one on ABC. It was called Howard Cosell's Saturday Night Live on ABC, and there was um, Saturday Night Primetime, which was turned into Saturday Night Live on NBC. Um, Bill Murray did not get accepted to the NBC version. He was on the ABC version. It only lasted a part of a season. And then um, later on, John Belushi actually got him on board to the original um, season of the original Saturday Night Live. The original Saturday Night Live, Chevy Chase was a massive player, if you guys don't remember. Um, He and Bill Murray did not see eye to eye very often. Um... Chevy Chase was uh, looked at as the heir apparent to Johnny Carson. He was, like, really handsome. He had Fletch. He had um, all these things going on. He was, you know, he was, like, the handsome dude in Caddyshack. He had multiple things going on. He was the handsome, cool guy. He had that dry sense of humor. He did, uh, you know, the Weekly World News, all that kind of stuff. Um, Um, He's really tall, and, like, both of them are the, they're both the Fonzies. You can't have two Fonzies. Bill Murray had to work for it on Saturday Night Live. He almost didn't make it because at first, like his, where Bill Murray ex- excels is if they just let him go off the cuff and just fucking completely ad-lib everything. And in, uh, early on Saturday Night Live, there was like scripts and stuff. So he, at one point, they were live. They're live on national television. And he um, gets up there and he just, he goes off script. He's like, you know what? My dad's dying, and if I don't make it on this show, it's going to probably kill him. And, I mean, he was totally making it up. He's just going off, going off. But uh, he's just like, you know, and I just like, and like, the way he related to the audience, the people like, this guy really fucking gets it. Like, this guy's awesome. Like, and then that's where he really finally truly made a connection with the audience. Because at the time, television was looked at as a guest. It's, it was looked more, like, Television was a guest in your home. And so the things on television, it wasn't going to do anything that insulted or was out of the weird. And like Saturday Night Live was fucking crazy. It was like drug-fueled insanity. And so um, he kind of made his way that way. He had to like fight for it. Chevy Chase, on the other hand, which we'll get to the reason why I'm bringing up Chevy Chase... Everybody loved him immediately, and Chevy Chase left Saturday Night Live, went on to go do a bunch of movies and stuff. He came back to do a guest spot. He came back to host it one time, and him and Bill Murray got into an argument backstage, and Chevy Chase said, hey, um, those those marks on your face are something that uh, Neil Armstrong should be bouncing off of on the moon, and Bill Murray said, um, I think that maybe you need to go have sex with your wife because she seems extremely bored, and like they ended up going getting in an actual fist fight and Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi had to pull them apart. So where is the fucking footage of that? Yeah, dude. Before cameras were pretty, pretty epic, right? Cell phones existed. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, John Belushi was one of his greatest, bestest of friends of, of all time. And when John Belushi died, um, he, Bill Murray did the eulogy and when he did the eulogy, sorry, I'm, I have tons of notes I have to like. 
he uh he just got up there and just started talking shit about how John Belushi was the he was like John Belushi was an asshole. Uh John Belushi shit his pants one time. John Belushi's a piece of shit. John Belushi stole me 150 bucks. And the whole time he just doesn't laugh. And at the end of it he's like, and John, you will not be missed. And he just like he he left it at that, but that was the joke because it was like that's what comedians do. That's what comedians how tr- they treat each other. And it was like it was it was epic. I guess it was just like one of those amazing, incredible things. It was like the first roast of all time. Kind of yeah. And John was also supposed to be. He was actually supposed to play Peter Venkman's character in Ghostbusters. Hmm. So that that role was supposed to go to him, and it ended up going to. Um, Bill Murray. So, on to Bill Murray's career as an individual. He does not have an agent. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. It's yeah, so crazy. You would call a number, hilarious. leave a message, and then maybe he calls you back. He has a 1-800 number, yeah. Yeah, so and, and, and the 1-800 number isn't easy to get. And if he answers it or gets back to you on it, you're like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um... So wait, I have a question, and okay. I can't think of one offhand since we're talking about Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. Are they not in any movies together? They are. They're in Caddyshack. I think that's okay, only so one. Is that the only one? I think so. Hence the first Caddyshack. Chevy Chase was actually supposed to be in Ghostbusters. and Well, there there is a point where they were planning to do a competing so, like, of all the different versions of possible three for Ghostbusters, there was a version where there was supposed to be a competing Ghostbusting team, and it was led by, was going to be led by Chevy Chase. They actually turned around and made a batch of comic books, like, in the last two years, that are about part of what that script was sort of supposed to be. Because I don't know if there's a real version of the script anywhere in the world, but the way they draw the, draw the characters, it's Chevy Chase from Caddyshack. That's the way he's drawn. And, like, his whole thing is to basically out-Ghostbuster the Ghostbusters. So, like, yeah, as a thing, it showed up as a comic book, but I don't know if there's actually, like, a full script anywhere in the world, really. Yeah, I just heard that he was supposed to be in one or part two. I'm not sure which one, but... Yeah, I, I want to say, I, you know, and I'm not sure about that part of things, but I think it was a part, there was a three thing. But three had so many different, like... And as far as like actual attempts, there's at least two. Uh, as far as talking Ghostbusters is concerned, then I'll shut up because they were going to do Ghostbusters three where they cast John Candy as the new member of the team. Right. Well, well, I mean, we'll, and we'll get to we'll get to Ghostbusters one and two right. when we actually go through this. I'll films, stop that. But, you go on with what you're doing. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just trying to go through some crazy yeah, yeah. facts and figures. Um, the one interesting fact that like when early on in his career, like just his ability to talk himself out of situations, he got arrested on his flight home to Chicago. Um, he had several pounds. They they didn't have, they they don't actually say how many pounds. <laughs> it just said multiple pounds of marijuana on his persons. And um, well, as he was on the plane, he was trying to charge some or uh, charm some woman, and he told her like, he's like, hey, I got a bunch of weed. That I'm trying to smuggle back to Chicago. Do you want to smoke some? And when they got off the flight, like he got arrested because he had a shit ton of marijuana. And then he, weirdly, as much marijuana as he had, they said it was an unbelievably large amount. He talked himself into only getting probation. 
that's, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm a judge, and Bill Murray's in front of me. I mean, how? I mean, how? How can time? how can you lock that guy up? You just can't. Right. Oh, and it, it's it's the second city players. I did have it in my notes. Like that's the original like a uh, comedy troupe that he's a part of. Um, as we go through this, we'll probably come back to some of this stuff. Um, in the movie Kingpin, at the end of it, he literally actually throws all three strikes at the end of that movie. That was real, and the crowd reaction when all three strikes are hit. And he actually, and he went, you know, he wins the bowling. Like that—that's all real. He actually he bowled three strikes back got, to back he, to back. He got a turkey. Yeah, he actually did that. Served that, up a turkey. That was real life. Um, he actually turned down the role. Of the he was supposed to um be the character in Big. He was supposed to get that role. Um, it was his. He turned it down for Scrooge. Well, that's cool, huh? Um. I mean, can you imagine Tom Hanks and Scrooge? Because I can't. No, me, me either. No, no, no. No, I, I know. I'm just saying, if yeah, they were to they switch were places, to switch like, how weird would that no, be? No way. I, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that would have been the way that went. No, um, probably not. But like, as a as a thing in general, I don't know, man. That in my head, I'm sure it would have been something cool. But I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know if he would have been the right pl- casting for that. I mean, Tom Hanks is just so good at it. I don't know. Yeah, it's, that could have derailed his whole career. Oh, yeah, for sure. Think or about it. Or it could have made his career even cooler. Are we talking about Tom Hanks or are we talking about... Both. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It, it would have made Tom Hanks not as cool. Yeah, it, for sure. But like, it could have made Bill Murray cooler. All of a sudden, Bill Murray is in Philadelphia instead of Tom Hanks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Think about that Man. one. Think about that. Does that That's work? a different kind of thing. Yeah. Is Bill Murray Forrest Gump? Oh, man. Bill Murray is from Toy Story? As you go through his filmography, one of his big things, he always wanted to be more of a dramatic actor. And uh, when he did Lost in Translation, like, I'm kind of skipping all around a little bit here, but those things lead into one thing. Um, We're Tarantinoing it. It's fine. Yeah. But, like, when he went, when when Lost in Translation was being filmed, uh, what's her name? Sofia Coppola. She ba- she wrote that movie around him, and her dad, who is Francis Ford Coppola, was like, "Just start shooting the film, shoot everything you possibly can, and he'll show up. Just trust me. I have a feeling. I've read your script. When he sees the script, I know Bill well enough. He'll show up. And sure enough." The day that like we have no other days, he just showed up and he started, and then they filmed the they filmed his parts. And we, in my opinion, he should have won an Oscar for that movie. Um, I don't know, I don't who won Best Actor that year. We looked, we've looked this up a couple times before, but is this '04? I think so. I'll find out right now. But um, why? As Tyler looks that up. In that in that movie, when him and Scarlett Johansson whisper to each other, the only two people in the world who know what they say to each other in that scene are th- those two. And there was a time when he was on a ferry in New York, and a woman goes, "What did you whisper to Scarlett Johansson in that movie?" And it was before like cell phones, like could film everything, and the internet was as big as it was. And he's just like, "I'm gonna." You know what? I'm gonna finally tell every. I'm gonna finally tell somebody. Like, 
it's a it's a really big secret what I say to her, and it's a big fucking deal. So I'm going to tell this woman, and he walked up to this woman. He's getting ready to tell her, and literally, he he's like, true story. I'm start to say the words, and the horn of the foghorn of the fairy goes off when I'm starting to say the words to her, and she doesn't hear everything he said. He's like, that was fate. Tell me that nobody ever needs to hear what I have, what I told Scarlett Johansson, that secret that I whisper her to in lost in translation. That's crazy. Adrian Brody won for the pianist. That was really good, but it yeah, was, I, I but agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, he he was fantastic and. Lost in translation, but he did get up and walk walk out of the Oscars. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Once they announced the winner, he just got up and left, and everybody's like, "Bill, Bill, Bill, you don't need to leave." And he just flipped off the. Ca- Do you guys remember when he flipped off the camera? He's like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Uh-huh. I don't remember that. That's really cool, but I don't remember that. Um, what else do I have here? Well, that was probably his one shot, right? Kind mm-hmm. of, maybe. I mean, maybe not, but. It was, it was a, it was, he could do it again. He could still do it. He could do it. He's done some movies since then where I feel like that he deserved it, but there's always something weirder or gayer or blacker or transier or yeah. aidsier. Um, the movie What About Bob was when it was first written and first, like, when he signed on to do this film, he saw, first of all, him and Richard Dreyfus hated each other. Yeah, I've seen things about that. Like, real life hated each yeah. other. Like, it was no joke. And when asked about, Bill, a lot of people say that you're a really hard person to work with. He's like, I'm not a hard person to work with. I just tell the people how I feel about how shitty their films are. And that's came from What About Bob? And he was just like... He told the entire cast and crew, if anybody has a better joke in that than what is written in this script, I will give them a thousand dollars. And from what Bill Murray did and bringing other jokes on and putting it together, basically, basically what what about Bob came to be because of what Bill Murray did. That movie was saved by him and everybody on the cast and crew. The director basically just called that shit, and he like didn't even. It, it it was it was basically directed by Bill Murray, and it's not, he's not given the credit for it. That movie became what it was because of him, and the director's like, I don't give a fuck about this shit, and it's like, fuck it. it was, and uh, again, shows like his dedication, his 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 love for film, and his love for everybody around him. Well, the projects he's working on, he believes in. That's. Crazy thing! I basically made a crowdfunded, a crowd-written script before that was a thing. Weird. I didn't know that about that movie. Um, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis call him, or refer to him as the Murricane because of his crazy mood swings. Mm-hmm. I like that. Good nickname. And his first couple wives also speak of that in a pretty horrible light, but. Uh, he is actually listed and um, documented as the owner of up to nine minor league baseball teams. <laughs> Wait, what? That's random. He has ownership stakes in up to nine, at least nine minor league baseball teams. Huh. He just loves minor league baseball. He'll just randomly show up and like... 
<laughs> by by part of the franchise. What a weird, huh? So he's a baseball guy. Is that what you're saying? But I don't want to get too off topic. But have you guys heard like the whole joke and rumors about the GJ Rockies changing their names to the GJ Chubs? The GJ Chubs. There's logos floating around. People have made already, and it's hilarious. It's ridiculous. Super funny. <laughs> Maybe he'll buy this one if they change their name to the Chips. I find that highly unlikely that'll happen. He um, is a massive baseball fan, as I just kind of right. mentioned. But like most, his his first his first and truest love is the Chicago Cubs, and uh, he went to a when the Chicago Cubs were in the playoffs one year. Like the, the Cubs haven't been in the playoffs very often, and. When they were on their one of their winning seasons recently, he wrote in his contract that if they made it to the playoffs and they made it as the rounds of the playoffs went on, that he would be able to leave the shooting in the film to fly back to the U.S. to go to Cubs games. And one of those times, he was getting he was standing in line to go inside, and a woman was outside looking for a ticket. And he like he's like, "Hey, are you looking for a ticket?" And she's like, "Yeah, what?" Do you? And then she turned around and it was Bill fucking Murray. And <laughs> he's like, "I got a ticket. Come with me." And they go inside. He fucking gets them both in. They go sit in his personal seats. And she lets this chick, this random chick that he met on the street, sit with him and watch the whole fucking baseball game. That's crazy. That's fucking dope. Man. Well, for a while he was doing that whole drive around. He was driving around, like, different cities and actually put out, like, a thing in social media that if you hang out a banner, he sees your banner, he'll come to your house party. Right. I remember, like, New Year's Year's parties. Yeah. He was in Denver one of the times, and I was like, fuck, like, I want to go, <laughs> like, find a house to party at and try to make him go, but, or at least make him see it. One of the stories goes that he was, um, he landed in some airport and met up, met some people at a hotel, at a airport bar, went to their house party, and a bunch of people started showing up, and they walked into the kitchen and there was an old man with yellow rubber gloves doing dishes, and they're like, "Excuse me, um, what are you doing at my house? What you, what's up?" And they turn around, and it was Bill fucking Murray, and he was doing dishes. He's like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" And they're and they're like, "Oh, hey." He's like, "I heard we're almost out of beer," and he reaches his fucking hand in his pocket, covered in soap suds, grabs a sweaty fucking handful of cash, and hands to him. He's like, "Here, go buy some more beer." I wouldn't expect anybody to pay for beer for me. And just like, just dropped a fucking handful of sweaty cash into their hand. <laughs> That's crazy. There was another time they say that he was, um, he met up with, he got into a taxi and he was talking to the taxi driver. And the taxi driver was like, I love to play saxophone, but I don't have a lot of time to practice. And so Bill Murray was like, well, do you have your saxophone with? He's like, well, yeah, I always carry it in the trunk with me. He's like, well, I want to go eat at this diner in Oakland and this really shitty neighborhood. He's like, well, that's 45 minutes away. He's like, well, cool. That's plenty of time for you to practice. I'll drive. I can drive a car. So he made the dude get in the back seat, get his saxophone out (laughs) and play his saxophone for 45 minutes until he went to this diner. And then they like the, the old Chris rock, like adage of if you see a white boy in the ghetto, after midnight, you leave him the fuck alone because that dude's crazy as fuck. 
And that's Bill Murray, because he was fucking in this shitty, shitty, shitty part of Oakland, California, at a diner. And, like, they went in there, and he's like, hey, play your saxophone. Play that one song you just played me. And they had dinner at this fucking diner. That's crazy. Um, He was the very, very first guest on David Letterman's nighttime talk show. Oh, wow. He was also the very, very, very last episode. Yeah. The, um, the side stage door that exists on David Letterman's set was referred to as the Bill Murray door because it was the door that he would just like get up halfway through the interview and do something crazy and run out that door and or come in that door and people were like, what the fuck is going on? And that was like the Bill Murray door. That's cool. It's pretty rad. Bill fucking Murray. It's, yeah, letter. I like Letterman. I like that guy. BFM. Man, that's crazy. There's a batch of collected clips from different episodes he's on that is still signed together on YouTube in a video. It's that's yeah, it's pretty awesome. There's um there, there's one story that is told that there's some people like they're doing a um they're doing wedding photos. They're doing like engagement photos and, um, him and his fiance or wife to be are there and they see Bill Murray walk behind the, uh, the photographer and they're like, they get this look on their face and the photographer's like, you guys need to get your shit together. Like, come on. <laughs> and they're like, they can't, like, they can't fucking stop. And finally the photographer turns around and Bill Murray's behind him and he's like making faces at him and he ends up doing like a whole fucking photo shoot with them for their like their that's, wedding. That's hilarious. And then again, reached in his pocket and gave him a sweaty handful of cash and said, <laughs> Here, this is for your wedding and just like dropped like just a handful of cash in their hands. <laughs> so weird. Um, there was one time there was a house party that he did that, um, a band was playing and he like kind of showed up at this house party and he was playing, he's like, I want to play with your guys' band. So they gave him a tambourine and he was just going crazy with the tambourine. Well, the cops got called and the people that opened the door were like, okay, here's the deal. Bill Murray is playing tambourine in the band right now. So if you guys want to come in and tell him that he's not allowed to play tambourine anymore, you guys are more than welcome to do that. But I don't have the guts to fucking do that. So the cops came in. They're like, holy shit, you are fucking Bill Murray. And he's like, yeah, I'm Bill Murray. And so, like, they're like, all right, just do your thing then. So, like, they let the band keep playing. <laughs> and again, he reached his hand into his pocket, handed the cops a sweaty handful of cash, and said, you guys should go get some more beer. Why is all the cash sweaty? <laughs> because he was playing tambourine, and he's always sweaty because he's always doing something very active. Hmm. Washing dishes, just always something ridiculous. Because Bill likes the party, that's why. Yeah. Um, he did that movie where the Buffalo roam with about Hunter, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. Um, so him and Hunter S. Thompson became actually really, really good friends. And they were going through this phase where like, um, where they, they were trying to out Houdini each other. And at one point, Hunter S. Thompson, when they were like, they were doing shit tons of drugs and drinking tons of booze together and being fucking crazy. Well, Hunter S. Thompson took him tied him to a fucking chair and threw him into a hotel swimming pool. And obviously he's tied to a fucking chair so Bill Murray can't get out of the fucking chair. So Hunter stops and is like, oh shit, I might have to... So he doves in and gets him out, like, pulls him out of the pool. Anything in any way, shape, or form goes wrong with that story, we're not having this conversation. Oh, no. fuck no. Yeah. Right? 
Hunter has the Hunter's a madman. So, so oh, must have been the ether. Was like he's <laughs> he's crazy as hell. Um, yeah. So that's just kind of or like, the peyote. Probably both. I could have been the peyote. I mean, easy easy mix of both things. Yeah. So before we like get onto his films, there's one last little funny story of uh, well, there's what was it the coffee and cigarettes? He made friends with the dudes from Wu-Tang. Yeah, with Riza and Jizza. So he actually flew down to uh, Austin, to South by Southwest, to go see Wu-Tang. And as he was down there, he just wandered into a random bar and made friends with a... Uh, made buddies with a bartender. I think the bartender's name was Trevor. And was sitting there hanging out, drinking with him all day. And he's like, hey, man, do you want to go to the Wu-Tang show tonight? And Trevor's like, yeah, I would love to go there, but I go check on my dogs. And he's like, well, go check on your dogs. And they're like, um, I'll hit you back here in a couple of hours and we'll go to the show together. So he goes home to check on his dogs and he gets a phone call from his boss who owns the bar. He's like, you motherfucker, what the fuck is going on? There's nine million people in this fucking bar and Bill Murray's at our fucking bar. What's going on? And Trevor's like, I'm on my way back. And they get back and like the owner of the bar is like, hey, do you think you get him to maybe bartend? And Trevor's like, hey, Bill, do you want to bartend? He's like, yes. So he gets so he gets behind the fucking bar and people were like, uh, Mr. Murray, can I get a scotch on the rocks? He's like, yep. And he would just pour him shots of tequila. He's like, um, can I get a mojito? He's like, yep. And he just pour him shots of tequila. He's like, didn't, didn't give a shit. And then sure enough, later on, he like he gets some people together and they go watch fucking Wu Tang Clan. That's pretty awesome. That's, that's ridiculous. I don't think he has any like not awesome stories, right? So there's a couple other ones of like people like taking a piss in a public bathroom and somebody comes up behind them, puts their hands over their eyes and they're like, shh. And then like the person freaks out and turns around and it's Bill Murray's like, no one will ever believe you. <laughs> and they just, and he leaves it at that. And that's just what he fucking does. It like, it goes, it just goes the whole, um, his whole attitude, his whole like who he is. Like he just, it's that whole improv thing that like we talk, I mean, we, as drunk as I was the last episode, like we talked about improv a little bit, but like he, he's kind of made his life the ultimate improv things. Like he just goes with it. It just is what it is. Like he, he never says no. It's just always like what, whatever. And, uh, he's just such an incredible fucking, and he has become a pretty hipstery thing. And that's a little unfortunate, but, but who fucking cares? Cause like, 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 his Caddyshack shit was, like, he grew up around golf, so he, like, knew golf, and, like, they're like, hey, so your character, you weren't supposed to say anything, but I kind of have this idea of, like, this golf announcer. He's like, okay, stop what you're doing. I get what you're saying. I got this. And then he just, like, he he improved the entire fucking thing. The whole character in Caddyshack was all improv. Well, yeah, it was supposed to be more of a cameo, and it turned into, like, an actual role. So, it's just like, he's just that dude. Like, and it's... It's fucking incredible. So, um, we should probably just run through his, uh, filmography. Filmography a little bit. Okay. So... I'm probably not going to know some of the really old ones. Well, I mean, he starts... I mean, I think you will. Most of them are pretty, like popular type movies so I mean where the buffalo roams is definitely one that's off the beaten path depending who you are 
But if you knew that one. I remember that, like, just like, I remember my dad watching that. Right. But. I mean, because his first, like, Meatballs is one of his first, is pretty much his first big film. Which I just got, what, like two months ago because they just put it on Blu-ray? But it's so good. But like, yeah, it's, but it's really good. The, the, like, that, that's another one, like, it was a, it's another Lost in Translation story where, like, they wrote that part specifically for him, and they didn't even think he was going to show up, and he was doing Saturday Night Live at the time, so he, like, he took a trip, he's like, oh, fuck it, and he just, like, on a whim showed up, and actually, they're like, they didn't think he was going to show up, so they, didn't, they didn't know what they were going to do, and he shows up, and, like, in the, like, so they didn't have any dialogue written for him, so that almost that entire movie is all improv. So, like, it's all just him on, just on a whim. Um... With the Buffalo Roam, we talked about that a little bit, like his Hunter S. Thompson take. You know, like he talked to Johnny Depp quite a bit. Like they had, because Johnny Depp and Bill Murray both had a pretty good relationship with Hunter S. Thompson, and they both just really delved into that character. You know, um, Johnny Depp having done uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, obviously. But they both hung out with the guy way more than they probably should have, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. But the cannonball shit was all fucking Bill Murray and Hunter S. Thompson. Like, that's, that's true. And so he just told him, like, Bill Murray told um, Johnny Depp, he's like, just don't do it like I did it. Do it different. Because you know what? Hunter S. Thompson is, he's a fucking maniac and he's never the same person. So do it, do it different than I did it. Don't do it. Don't, don't look at anything that I did. Right. And, you know, where the Buffalo Room is an actual great fucking movie. Like, I actually enjoy it more than Fear and Loathing. I mean, personally, but. Um, on Caddyshack, I, I mean, I, Caddyshack is just Caddyshack is still, it's still for being like a, such a weird like niche kind of movie. It's still awesome. I don't know if it's a weird niche movie. I mean, I'd say it's, it is. It's, it's, it's a comedy golf film, man. That's not normal. But it's a, but it's a. I it's mean, got Rodney Dangerfield. Like Rodney that Dangerfield, dude's awesome. Rodney Dangerfield steals that movie. Like he, oh, I mean, yeah. he's great. Cast wise, like uh, yeah, there's there's just so many like people you wouldn't think were in the same sentence nowadays. I mean, for I don't know, I guess Rodney doesn't get the kind of respect that he deserves, only because he's been gone for so long. Well, and then Bill Murray filmed all of his scenes only in only six days in that movie. Right, he did them all real quick, and everybody was so fucking worried that him and Chevy Chase are gonna have another brawl. Like they were like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Like, what the fuck are we gonna do? But they like they kept it clean. They kept it professional. So, um, that's too bad. <laughs> and the movie, like the Brian Doyle Murray, like I think wrote that. His brother helped write that movie, and so they, and it's all about goes back to when they were children, when they him and Bill and like a couple of the other brothers, like all were caddies. Like that's that's how that movie was written. Um, that makes sense. Stripes, his I think that's his first movie with Harold Ramis. Yeah, and which if if people listening don't know, Harold Ramis was uh, Egon in Ghostbusters. Yep. Yep. Rest in peace. Um, but him and Bill's relationship was they I mean they worked together a ton, a ton for for years and years. And like they finally had a falling out after Groundhog Day, but. Um, this is the first time they worked together. I think the first time they worked together and filmed. They, um, Harold wrote for Saturday Night Live, 
and a few other things that Bill did. But like, he's always more of a writer and director than, than Bill, like. The actual performer or actor. Yeah. I, I don't know anything before this that they're actually credited as doing, so. Sketch comedy stuff, I mean, that's hard to say who wrote what, but. As far as movie stripes is still awesome and also included the great Jane. But this movie, John I mean, but well, you also have, uh, what's his name from, um, Beverly Hills Cop, Judge Reinhold, oh, yeah. who's in this movie. Um, there's a whole handful of like faces from the early 80s. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty star studded cast. I think, uh, what's his name's in it? The guy that plays. He's in Night Court. He's the, he's the, um. Bull? No. Mm. I don't think. Um, I, I don't remember two faces from Night John Court. John really. Oh, yeah. yeah he John was one of the lawyers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Laircat's in it, yeah. Um, I mean, he's pretty starts at a cast. But, let me see if there's any crazy interesting news on, um. Again, he only agreed to do it two weeks before they started shooting and only showed up the third day before... Like, he showed up the third day that the shooting actually began and because uh, he, he was busy attending Chicago Cubs baseball games. <laughs> that 800 number will get you. You never know what's going to happen. Right? It's a, rough, it's a rough spot. I wonder how many, how many scripts or how many movies... They're like, well, maybe he'll show up today, maybe he won't, and this never happened because of it. My guess would be not very many. Probably not. But, That's yeah, still who knows? crazy. Well, he did Tootsie, um, where Dustin Hoffman plays the drag queen. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize he was in Tootsie. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember that, but, you know, probably the last time I saw that movie, I was in middle school or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> So it's funny. Let's see. But the next big movie he does is Ghostbusters. Um, Fantastic. One and two both good. I gotta say, as much as I like both films, I think I like the second one better. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um. All right. None of the films were. F- none of the scenes were filmed as scripted. And uh, most of them were ad libbed. Like Bill Murray's, all most of Bill Murray's scenes were all off the cuff. They just like again, just that, just that improv theater that he was known for. Like that's what he just goes for. Um, well, and the guys in charge of the movie, people he worked with before too. I mean, as Eddie, far as Eddie Murphy was all supposed to play Winston. He was. I'm a, I'm a lot happier that he didn't, but. That's all right. His career probably would have been slightly different too if that happened. Imagine that at Ghostbusters with, with the uh, Beverly Hills Cop in it. Mm-hmm. That'd be weird. The, the movies wouldn't have been as good, but probably yeah. would have been better for his career. The Maybe s- the Slimer Ghost is based off J- uh, John Belushi. That's like a, it's like <laughs> a, it's a montage to John Belushi. Okay. Like, it's like he was because he was supposed to play Peter Venkman, so like the Slimer is based off of him. Like, well, I mean, think about the hot dog gag with the mouth. That's something that Belushi did. That's man. I guess I never never correlated that before. 
Interesting. Because you can find the pictures of it, John Belushi with a mouthful of hot dogs. That's exactly what Slimer does in that first movie. Weird. Huh. True. Um, he did nothing last forever, and then The Razor's Edge were both pretty dramatic scenes. Um, he was in Little Shop of Horrors. He plays the crazy fucking... He's a crazy dentist. Right. Well, he wasn't in the... leather. He wasn't the dentist. Oh, he no. He was the patient. That's right. He's a patient that liked it. The dentist was, uh... Shoot. Um... Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yeah. Steve Martin wore the leather. Bill's one getting his teeth worked on. And that's another, like, one of those weird comedy movies that cast people that are surprising were in it. I mean, Rick Moranis was the main character as far as things go, but as far as stand-ins are concerned, I mean, I don't know if those two have ever been in a movie before or after that, actually. Bill and Steven? I don't think they have. Have they? That's a good question. I gotta think about that one. Or I could just Google it. I guess you could Google it. Yeah, as far as the thing, yeah, he's the sadist that enjoys the <laughs> everything that Danish does to him, which is just ridiculous. Let's see what we got here. Little shop of horrors. I think that's it. That's they it. Do, we've they we've do, talked. We've talked about that before, actually. They do have. I had this. So when I was a kid, I had this VHS tape. And it was like a best of Saturday Night Live from like 87 to 89, maybe. Right. And they were in a fuck ton of those clips together, and it was all so gotcha. funny. But, so good. But yeah, that's that's crazy to think, too. Like, Weird, I mean, right? obviously the Bill Murray, Chevy Chase thing, they don't get along, but Bill Murray, Steve Martin, that's pretty bizarre. They're only in that movie together. Yeah, and they, like, you know, I, re- I read that... uh the book is called like the 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 Tao of Bill Murray or something like that, and um, a lot of these stories I was telling like come from that book. And then the guy that wrote the book ended up going on to do a documentary. I think it's on Netflix actually. Um, and I I don't know the the, the documentary is pretty cool because most of the stories that are in the documentary are ones that have been like confirmed and stuff. But sure. Like, but he, the guy that does the, the wrote it and, and put it all together, like does the narration and it, like he does a, that's the one thing that sucks. Like the narration is like real rough. I was like, uh, but, I mean, but whatever. I think he just like, he's just trying real hard. He's reaching real hard because he just wants to go, I just want to meet Bill Murray so bad. Oh, yeah. But like, but, um, huh. but all the stories like line up. But, um, yeah, like the, the Steve Martin thing is a real weird because Steve Martin and him, like, I mean, they worked on Saturday Night Live together for right. years, and so they're just so they're, they're so different. Like the fact that they're not really in, in that much shit together is yeah, so we're just it, talking is about really, is really yeah. very bizarre. That's why I looked that up to see if they because the time on Saturday Night Live versus time and other things. Yeah, there's not any other real run-ins that at least there are movies that are in the world. But then Steve Martin's in a ton of movies with like Martin Short and Chevy Chase. Oh yeah. So it's right. like I think the Chevy Chase thing might be the issue. Yeah. It would seem that way. <laughs> but they're both al- I mean, but they're both I mean him and Chevy Chase are both alphas. Like Steve Martin isn't necessarily an alpha. He's kinda like he he can be the secondary character and be okay with that. Like like Bill Murray's like the dude. Like when when Bill Murray's right. in a movie, he's the 
even if he's a secondary character, he's, he's still the man. He's the fucking dude. Like yeah. he really is. Like like in even in Zombieland, we'll get to Zombieland, but like when he <laughs> when he man. shows up in Zombieland, ten minutes and it's like it's his movie. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like when he, he even in Little Shop of Horrors, I mean that's a Rick Moranis movie. Like that's but like his when Bill Murray's in that scene, like he steals that fucking scene. Like he's just like. Oh, I just love pain. I'm crazy. And like, it's just like, holy shit, it's fucking Bill Murray. And <laughs> I know we were talking about Rick Moranis. Like, I think I have an idea for how he could make his comeback. Ghostbusters 3. Honey, I Shrunk Hollywood. That's a good title. I would say Ghostbusters 3. But... Honey, I Shrunk. Well, whatever, the kids, but like the fourth one. Honey, I shrunk. Honey, I shrunk Hollywood. He honey, shrinks everybody. Honey, I shrunk knee breaker down to the normal size. I guess if I'm in Hollywood, then that's awesome. Or he just like shrinks CBS's body, but then the knee breaker is just still, you know. <laughs> it seems like, seems like that'd be worse. <laughs> just make it worse. It well, it that's worse. usually how those movies go, right? It's just like a. I, mean, I guess a, usually if it goes bad, then it gets better at the end. A snake with a hat on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bowler cap. <laughs> Hello, governor. I think that's the, apparently British. I guess, I which is weird no. too. That's that's a Aust- um, that's Austrian. It's like you went for you went, went from a winning idea to less winning. So he's got a couple. Like, he's in a couple things, but then like the next big movie is Scrooge. And, it's uh, fantastic. One of my favorite, favorite Christmas movies we talked about. I think it's in like, was it in all of our top five? Probably. probably. Was it, it was in the top tier for sure. I don't know if it was in my top five and you guys were mad about that or you were mad about I that. I think it was, but, it was in all of our top tier because we did, we separated it and like there was the second tier and first tier, but it's in all of our first tier. Right. Um, as far as holiday movies, it's awesome. When we've talked about this movie several times because we did, who directed this movie? Which one what? are we talking about? Scrooge. Uh, <laughs> That's something fuck. we both should know, actually. Because we've done Richard Donner. There you go. Because we did Donner, and then we did it as a Christmas movie, and now we're talking about guys again. But Bill Murray. This is the third time we've talked about this movie on the podcast. But half Christmas was this past Tuesday, also. So hey, kind of works. There merry too. late half Christmas to you guys. Hey. Yeah. Mm. Still not a real thing, but okay. It's a real thing. It is. Sure. The workaholics guys made it a real thing. And then they mm. posted on Tuesday. Merry half Christmas. There you go. So John, Joel, and Brian Doyle, all three of his acting brothers were all in this movie with him. I don't I don't Hmm. Brian Doyle I don't remember what. I think he was. he was he's one of the other businessmen. Yeah, I remember him in the suit. Then his his other brother is the one at the Christmas party. I guess I don't know the third one, huh? Weird. I mean, that's cool. And it was his first movie, like after Ghostbusters, that like his first full on film that he did because he actually like he moved to Paris and decided that he didn't want to act anymore. So this is like. The first movie he did after that. Um, Walking around trying to be a Frenchie for no reason. So it was after Scrooged. After Scrooged, we have Ghostbusters 2. Fantastic. 
which is on the TV right now. And I mean, I just I really like Vigo. Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All I don't right. know why I keep talking myself out of it, but I keep almost buying the poster that's just like the painting of Vigo. And then I'm like, nah, I won't buy it. But I want to buy it. It's going to cause problems in your life. That's but then, like, I want to buy it and then put it somewhere where, like, everyone can see it if they ever come to my house. Put it in your bathroom right above the can? Or Yeah, exactly. And, then, like, and you just sit there and stare at it and you're like, did that thing just fucking move? <laughs> but, you know, Man. like. <laughs> nightmare fuel, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I remember, like, when the first Ghostbusters came out, I was too young that if I did watch it, I didn't remember it. But then when the second one came out, I'd watch it with my dad, like, all the time. Right. He was into it. So that's the one that really stuck with me, because I watched that a million times before I watched the first one that, to where I actually remembered it. Right. As far as the thing, I think it'd be... The more I think about that Paul Rudd thing, if that winds up being the, who that character is, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Hmm. Um, he 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 actually wasn't that big of a fan of this movie. He felt like that the people who took over and did all the special effects for it kind of ruined like ruined the the dynamic that they had together on screen. He said that the, the, he felt like the special effects kind of took away from took over the movie. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I can see that from that point of view. There's definitely less of the trio or the, what do you call four, what is the four, four pull? What do you call four people together? Quattro. Quattro. Take away from the quattro action. I don't think that's how you say that. A fourplex. I'm pretty sure that's something different. It's a 4G. That's also something different. 4G. Yeah. It's how your phone works. 4G. Yeah. 4G. That's 5G. Oh. We're going to 5G now, right? Whatever. <laughs> Silly. What's after that? I still, I still like it a lot. Um, the next so. actual, like, there's one, the small role in between that, but then the next one's What About Bob? Um, right. Robin Williams was actually supposed to play Bob's character originally, and it didn't, act, he went on to do Dead Poet Society instead. Um, worked out for him. Yeah. Worked out for both, really. Um, yeah, what, what About Bob is really pretty good. I do like that movie. Well, like I, I said, need to watch that again. It's been a like long I said because time. of Bill Murray, but um, yeah. and Richard Dreyfuss didn't get along in any way, shape, or form. There's a point um, through like a ashtray at him. Frank Oz directed this actually. Um, what about Bob? Yeah, that's tied. Patrick Stewart. He wanted Patrick Stewart to play Doctor Leo Marvin, which was uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character. He wanted that to happen first. Um, huh. I guess it could be interesting. I don't know. I mean, I love me some Patrick Stewart, especially now. All the, like when he's in American Dad a lot, he plays um, deputy <laughs> deputy um, director. <laughs> so bad. What he's the he's the leader of the FBI or the, the CIA? Yeah, CIA, yeah. And he's yeah, hilarious. CIA. But well, they're getting ready to give him his own. Uh, he's getting a new Star Trek show. Yep. Yeah. Should be great. So what was after Bob? Um, I was just trying to look see if there's any more trivia. But we kind of talked about that quite a, like quite a bit. Right yeah, now. the Dreyfus thing is a, a big thing. The, I mean, he threw a full like full on threw an ashtray at him. Like, 
Bill through an ashtray at Dreyfus, like trying to hit him, like I not said, like even joking. Between the writing like, and the directing, like it was kind of like, like it, it was kind of a movie that was just supposed to be like a fucking shit movie, and like Bill Murray decided to not allow that to happen, and kind of made it into like the success that it ended up being. That's good. Um, next movie is Groundhog Day, which is actually is I mean I might have to say that it's my favorite Bill Murray movie. Like, I think it's his most iconic movie. He's had so many, but like it's it's so fucking good. I just think, uh, like, as far as a character and character development, that might be like his his biggest movie. Well, that's a good possibility. As far as setups concerned, like everything else, it's great. A lot of them are, other than Scrooge, a lot of them are group leads. I mean, even what about Bob? It, it's a dual lead. Doesn't matter that Bill's the real lead, but it's a it's a dual setup. Whereas Groundhog's Day, I mean, yeah, you have a couple supporting actor characters, but it really is a it's a Bill Murray movie. So lead wise, I can see why you'd say that. Sure, um, I and guess it is great too. I guess all the clocks in the diner, if you look closely, are all stopped. None of them move, and that's to mirror his actual like. Um, Situation in life? Yeah. Um, when Harold Ramis, because Harold Ramis directed it, like um, he would try to tell Bill Murray what he wanted him to do, and Bill Murray would just stop him and put his hand on his face and say, just tell me good Phil or bad Phil. And then that's <laughs> how he would, like, and that's how he would ad-lib the scenes. Um. <laughs> good Phil or bad Phil. And they, Harold Ramis and Bill Murray, both been honorary grand marshals for the actual Groundhog Day celebration in Punxsutawney. Um, it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Good Phil or bad Phil? <laughs> um, he was offered a spit bucket in the diner scene where he's eating all the shit tons of food. They offered him a spit bucket, and he like turned it all down. He's and he went ahead and just ate all of it. That's like exactly, that's all <laughs> yeah. real shit. Man. And he said he didn't actually get sick until the fucking angel food cake came out. That's a champ. I'm sure it all tasted fine. Um, Harold Ramis directed the kids in the snowball fight scene to like throw them as hard as you possibly can at his face. And Bill Murray like responded by doing the exact same back to the kids. <laughs> Makes sense. Sure. Because he just doesn't give a fuck. Isn't Bobcat in that movie? No, no he's, he's in Scrooge. He's in Scrooge. Oh, he's in Scrooge. Yeah. I'm like, which one is he in? Okay. They're both winter-flavored. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's in he's in Scrooge. Okay. Next big film is Ed Wood. He plays uh, Bunny yeah. Br- Brickenridge. And I think, again, we've talked about this movie. It's, it's also directed by... Um, Tim Burton. Did we cover it in the Tim Burton episode? Maybe. I feel like we've done so many of these, so many of his movies that like intersect uh, in, with yeah, yeah, sure, but but like it kind of all comes together at this it's point. Bill fucking Murray, so you know, right? Bill motherfucking Murray. Well, he's kind of a smaller part, but then at this point, I think he kind of goes. Oh shit, where are we at? Edward Kingpin's next. Classic, and he's like, it's kind of the first time he kind of plays like a well, yeah, it's kind of the first time he like plays an actual plays a villain. villain, yeah, a villain 
who redeems himself, though. Right. I mean, kind of. I mean, Scrooge is that way too, but he's not really like a—he's not actually a villain, villain. Whereas in Kingpin, he's yeah, he's, he's just an asshole. Yeah. Definitely a definitely more of a villain character. Um, in Kingpin, according to Chris Fairley's agent. No, I'm talking about Will Ferrell. Is oh, what? Sorry, I'm just I'm going through like the. Did you know? Like, and there's not a lot of Bill Murray stuff. Yeah. But I, Michael Keaton was originally considered for the role of Roy Munson. That's the only. <laughs> thing. Just, just so you know, that's like the, my favorite. Like my wow. favorite. That'd be pretty fucking. My cool favorite too, trivia so. for that movie. That's so. crazy. Um, on the Space Jam ish. I mean, L- well, there's larger than life. It's the elephant one. Ah, uh, yeah, I was gonna bring that one up if you didn't. Oh, let's talk about that then. I mean, it's a Matthew McConaughey. Not, not a good movie, but it's it has Bill Murray in it. So not Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Are you I went to the theater to see that. Really? And I remember walking out like eh, that was all right, but I mean, Bill Murray's in it. There, well, there you go. Like zero trivia on that movie. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, the Space Jam shit's like <laughs> it's so random because he just like he just all of a sudden is just there. It's just I go, hey, it's Bill Murray. But you guys need another player because like, you know. But he does kind of save the day, you know. That's just my opinion on it, but I think so. It's so weird. As far as things that are random, I mean that's uh and I guess the I guess the line when Bugs like as much as you can ad lib in this situation when they were like towards the end of the basketball game when Daffy asks Bill exactly how did you get here and Bill responds the producer is a friend of mine that's the exactly like that wasn't written like that's just another thing off like Bill like they had another line written and he just that's what he said and they thought it was so hilarious because of the kind of movie that it is that they just went with it. He's running around cartoon characters, man. Yeah. So we have the man who knew too little, which is the one where he like he thinks he's in like a a game, but it's a real life situation, spy situation. You know, I think this is the movie. If I remember right, this is the movie where he said that if you guys don't enjoy it, if you can find me, I'll pay you for your ticket. I'm pretty sure this is the movie he did that with. You're right. It is. I remember that being like, seriously, well, first, finding would be impossible, and second, like, it's going to be good because it's Bill Murray, but I remember seeing that and thinking, man, how many people actually tried that? I mean, I'm sure that someone at some point when that was happening... I mean, if I were to meet him, you know, next week or in 10 years, I'm going to bring that up. As you should. (laughs) Because it'd be funny to see what he said. But the movie's so fucking good, It is. It's fun. And you, and you know what? Like, that was like the, the marketing campaign. Like, I'll pay you. If you can find me, I'll pay you for your ticket. But as a friend... What? And as a friend of the podcast, only because we support his hot sauce so much, Michael Ashman, this is a, this is Michael Ashman's favorite movie. That's cool. Which is weird to me, because like, it's so fucking crazy and all over the fucking place, but like Michael Ashman loves this movie. <laughs> so That's cool. But anyway... His hot sauce double tap is on Amazon, so get on there, buy a, buy a bottle, and rate it. 
Double Tap Hot Sauce, which goes on to... No, I don't... This is not a lead-in, because I don't think... Now we got Wild Things next. <laughs> I don't remember him in that movie, but... I don't either. No. I only remember what's-her-name's boobs in that movie. That's all anyone remembers. <laughs> That's pretty much the truth. Well... The make-out scene... The and there's Kevin Bacon's it. dick, too. There's that. So uh, the, the I think you Dick or tits, like, there's both. No. Oh. I didn't remember that until you said it. He's a vegan. I think it's like one of the first dicks I saw in a movie. Not porn, but like a movie. <laughs> God. You know, I think I was like 14 or something, and I'm like, oh. It's cool in porn, but not like in a movie. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my God. Well, there's that. Yeah, I don't remember him in Wild Things at all. Well, him and Rushmore is one of my favorite roles. Yeah, so that's kind of the next big one. Because he has those fucking douchey ginger twin kids. And he was actually... Just yelling at them the whole time. But he actually <laughs> he actually thought they were so fucking annoying that like this, the scenes where he lashes out at them are like actual like real feeling because he really didn't like them as kids. <laughs> He's like, these kids are so fucking annoying. I'm not like, surprised. Um, what else do we have? I don't know some of these. He told Wes Anderson, like, we talked about this in the Wes Anderson episode, but he told, he loved the script so much that he told Wes Anderson he would do the movie for free. Are we talking about Rushmore? Okay. He paid for the helicopter scene at the end? Didn't he not, Tyler? Yeah, I think I remember that. Like, like I think they, I remember they that. kind of ran out of money, and, like, there was, like, a scene that they needed a helicopter in, like, Wes Anderson. Yeah. Wes Anderson's like, I don't know. And, like, Bill Murray's like, I'll pay for it. I got it. Like, just because he, he cared about the movie that much. So there's a movie I haven't seen or heard of. Huh. Called Cradle Will Rock. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that one. Cradle Will Rock. And it's directed and written by Tim Robbins. Huh. I guess this is the only one that I'm like, I don't have any idea. Like, this is... Yeah, no clue. We'll have to figure that one. We'll, go, we'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, not a name I've uh, heard of. Will Rock the Cradle. Uh, what, was it, what was it called again? Cradle Will Rock. Cradle Will Rock. Huh. Yeah, I got nothing. He was Charlie and Charlie's. Oh no, he was John Bosley and Charlie's Angels. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the uh, the well, did you see that? That's getting a reboot. Yeah, it is with yeah, uh, Kristen what? Stewart and yeah. a couple other names. I don't. Whatever. It looks fucking. Well, actually, what's her name is directing. I like it. Elizabeth Banks. But yeah, she's she's she wrote and directed it, so it might actually be really good because she did all the Pitch Perfects and stuff. Yeah, she's she, good. I like her. But uh, we'll see. I, I'm just I don't like Kristen Stewart. Like she bugs the no, fuck out of me. She's fucking terrible. Like I, and Twilight's over. Stop acting. She's playing the character that Drew Barrymore played. Oh, the, you know, name wise, I couldn't. Like, um, I liked the original Charlie's Angels, the, the TV show from the seventies. You never watched that. Oh yeah, no, that, you didn't. I've got discs of it. It's uh, awesome. It didn't have discs of it. Hell yeah, no, DVDs. Didn't. Well, I um, didn't have them back then, but. Well, the only reason that like that shit didn't work out, and he was supposed to be in the next one as well, but like him and Lucy Liu hated each other. Yeah. The two of them didn't get along at all. Like, he had massive... Like, he, like, talked mad shit to and about her all the fucking time. Like, Bill Murray does not like her. Hmm. She's in bad movies. Should have gave her some Suntory. <laughs> Suntory time. <laughs> and then... 
Maybe you let me slide on in the little butt. Because she's Man. Asian, you know? Silly. Yeah, he was mean enough to her that she complained to Barrymore that caused her not him not to be in the next batch of movies. Or the next movie. The one sequel. Full throttle? Yeah. Yeah. What do we got next? You looking at trivia? I was just looking at like the the story of the feud. But like supposedly he just told he's like Drew, I know why you're here. You're fucking talented. He's like, Cameron, you're like, you're fantastic and hilarious, but why the fuck are you here? That's basically <laughs> what he said to Lucy Liu. <laughs> That's kind of how that went. Osmosis Jones is next. I feel like you just take that, though. I, Because uh, who was Lucy Liu at that but time? But at, at the time, she thought that she, a lot, she thought a lot of herself, I think. She, was she was kind of the McBill show. So she was, was kind of top of her game. Yeah. At that point in the game, she was, yeah, she was a more, not, not, I mean, her name's still recognizable, but back then it commanded more, like, respect in general in other scenes. He's, he's such a small character, Osmosis Jones, I think, though. Like, he's not, like. I couldn't even tell you the name of the character he was. That's the animated cartoon series, right? Or the cartoon movie. Yeah. Um, the next movie, we'll just go to the next one, Royal Tenenbaums. Um, Continuing his work with Wes Anderson. Super and awesome. Even even as small of a role as he played, like, we talked about this in the Wes Anderson film, but, like, um, Gene Hackman was such a hard person to work with on that set that Wes actually went to Bill and was like, you're the only one strong enough personality-wise and, per- and human-wise to be able to, like, go toe-to-toe with Gene. So can you, like, create... He basically asked him to be a barrier between Gene Hackman and the rest of the cast and crew. And Bill was just like, sure, I'll fucking do it. I don't give a shit. And so <laughs> he's just like, yo, Gene, what the fuck's up? And Gene... Like, I mean, Gene Hackman didn't have anything else to say. He's just like, okay. So, um... That's how... Yeah, that, I, mean, I mean, his role's pretty relatively small. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a not good, a big role, but... Yeah, he plays Margot's fucking husband. Yep. But, he's uh, supposed to run his... He's supposed to run interference for everybody else. Yeah. Keep everybody else safe from Gene. Because I guess Gene's a real hard person to work with. But. I mean, that's the way the story makes it sound. Um, speaking of sex, I don't know that one. Mm, it's not a title I remember. So, um, anyway, we'll skip to Lost in Translation. Awesome. It is. And I'm not the biggest Scarlett Johansson fan, but this this, this movie made me kind of like her. Yeah, I like her and other stuff, but as far as like a movie, it's the two of them play off each other real well in it. And like it's got, God, what's the kid who plays her husband? Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, that dude's awesome too. I do like him a lot. Yeah, you gotta love seconds. that guy. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah. But like movie wise, yeah, it's a it's a weird. I mean, it's it it does move a little slow if you're used to like if you're not a person that likes that style movie, then it it does move slow. But it as far as like depth to it, yeah, it's it's good. Like, I like that movie a lot. I think too for Sofia Coppola, that was like a it's her breakout for like, sure. You peaked like really early on that one because she's made some alright stuff since then, but like not like that. That's some good shit for sure. And uh, people don't know Anna Ferris is in this movie, and this is one of her break or one of her first roles. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't have a memory of her being in there. I don't remember that either. 
And Centauri is an actual whiskey. Like it's like hmm. mo- most of the time when they do like. Um, oh, product placement wise, I see what you're saying. We got a shout out Kmart on that one. Because like the first bottle of Centauri you got like how you know what like year and a half ago whenever it was the token yeah and he was over here one day he's like isn't that the Bill Murray Lost in Translation whiskey oh, yeah. commercial thing and we were like what is that what it is and we looked it up we we're like oh shit yeah. Kyle taught us something today yeah. about movies we didn't know true story yeah fun fact I guess shout out to Kmart. Um, fuck. Coffee and cigarettes is funny. It's it's great. Like, his scene isn't big, but it's just like him. Like, he's just like, he works at a diner. He sits down. He's like drinking coffee out of the coffee pot <laughs> with the dudes from Wu-Tang. And it's all in black and white. And it's really fucking cool. Yeah, and it's like, it's a the gra- whole movie takes place in that. That diner? Yeah. like. But it's so but fucking it's, good. It's funny. This, this that scene's worth it. You should watch it. So yeah, I've never seen that. Um, Garfield is a well, Garfield, and weirdly, that movie again would 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 have been worse than it actually was if not for the fucking him doing his own improving his own lines. Sure, reading the script, and the only reason he did that film was because he he saw that it was written by the Coen brothers. Or like uh, no, J- or Joel Cohen, but it wasn't like the Joel Cohen. It was a different one, right? So he's just like, "What the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me?" That's the only reason why he agreed to do it. That's yeah. <laughs> good. Good for that. Good for it's that probably guy. a mistake anyone can make. And um, so, yeah. Life Aquatic with with Steve Zissou. I mean, what do you say? Again, another brilliant Wes Anderson film and. This one like completely showcases him, and he, it's it's incredible, so good. Like the the crazy dynamic between him and Angelica Houston, and um, what's his name from Jurassic Park? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Like that that weird dynamic is so good, and then like Owen Wilson maybe being his son, like. Life Aquatic is weird. It, it's it, so good. It's the, weird. The way that it's shot, like... I mean, it, it's fun. The way it moves is what's weird. Like, pieces of it move like a comic strip. It's... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, just like the... The Sue George translated David Bowie songs. Like, I, I think they finally released it on vinyl. Just all his shit. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, played in Denver and we didn't go. I wish, yeah. <laughs> he actually became uh, Bill became a certified diver in that movie. Um, the what else do I have on that one? Like the, those fucking Adidas. Like I've I've actually looked at those Adidas multiple times. <laughs> like it's yeah. not my fault, but you're owed a pair of those Adidas without paying for them. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> well, um, Wes Anderson, I'm going to, yeah, like I'm still mad about that. I don't want to talk about it. But the, the the movie was written with Bill Murray as Steve Zissou specifically in mind. And Wes Anderson said, I would not have been able to do this movie without 
Bill Murray. Like, there's just this. It it wouldn't have been a movie without him. Like, that was specifically written for him. So, Broken Flowers. Do you remember that one? All I can say about this one is I think it's one of his most underrated movies. I talk about it all the time, and it's just about like this guy gets a letter that's like, "Hey, I had your kid 18 years ago," Mm. and. They don't say who it is, so he literally goes around the entire United States, like knocking on chicks' doors that he banged whenever. And it's 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 dramatic, but it's funny too. Never seen that. Super underrated one, like it. Yeah. Indie movie probably didn't come to theaters here. You know, just really good though. All right. Garfield 2, no one cares, right? Right. Uh, did, did that one have the ghost whisperer lady in it? It doesn't matter. I didn't watch that one. I don't know. I didn't watch either Garfield, so I have no idea. <laughs> uh, what's after Garfield 2? Darjeeling Limited. Okay. Um, is This is one of my favorite movies of all time. And like his character is such a small part, but it like it's such a cool fucking part. That it, like it kind of leads into other shit. Like he's trying to get on the train at a certain time, and just like it's such it's and he's in, and then Adrian Brody just run like looks at him, and then like this runs fucking past him, and then later on in the movie he shows up again, and, like he's on a train car and stuff. But just the fact that like Wes and like he's it's another Wes Anderson movie. It is, yeah, yeah. but it, but he's willing. He's he he cares about Wes Anderson's film and like f- like his directorship so much that he's just like. Okay, yeah, I'll do. I'll do this really small fucking part. It's like it's pretty fucking cool. And so, like, yeah, his part's so his. It's so minimal, but it's 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 a good part. It's really cool. So, just like his part in Royal Tenenbaums, it's a very minimal part. I mean, yeah. And again, we'll come we'll come to it like shortly. But the um, the Grand Budapest Hotel, he's a very small part in that as well. But he plays like. The concierge for another hotel, and it's like, it just, it shows his loyalty to people that he believes in, and I think that that's a big fucking deal. So yeah, him and Anderson are homies, so yeah. I mean, it must be otherwise the connection's weird. I don't know, like the next four. Guess, I mean, maybe slightly, but well, get not. smart, like yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, don't remember him in that really. Um. Yeah, the city of Ember. I don't remember that one. Yeah, me either. Well, it's like a kid movie. Maybe was that a kid movie? Don't know. And I did watch Mark play the shit out of that Ghostbusters game, where it's like it's gets. I played the shit out of that too. Yeah, it's, it's kind of supposed to be written as like a direct sequel. It's supposed to be Ghostbusters three. Yeah. Now we're getting Ghostbusters three, so it'll be interesting to see what that really is. But the video game was supposed to be the third Ghostbusters movie because the Get Low what's Get Low I don't know that one Get Low mm, the name is familiar and I, but he's second, I didn't see this he's second build with Robert Duvall I mean it's, and Sissy Spacek I don't think I ever saw it maybe I, I remember a poster and that's about Gerald as far as it goes Gerald McKinney that's a pretty start Bill Cobbs it's a pretty start to the cast huh don't know if I've seen that. But Zombieland is next. Freaking awesome. Except for he dies. 
I mean, yeah, but that's <laughs> doesn't change the so vibes. so good fucking though. Jesse Eisenberg, so fucking good though, though, right? I like this Woody Harrelson is like BM. Like, what's BM? Like, Bill motherfucking Murray. It ain't Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see that Dan Aykroyd's supposed to play Dan Aykroyd in the next? Yeah, movie? I saw that. Yeah, that's awesome. Bill Murray's supposed to be in it too. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that's I mean, probably... He could be as a zombie. I mean, it's possible. They did throw his body over the... It, it's very possible. I, I, I kind of think He just won't have any lines, right? I mean... Well, I mean... Maybe he will. Maybe he's like, maybe he didn't die. I mean, that'd be kind of hilarious if he wasn't actually dead. Yeah, like I, I, play, I played 18 holes today over such and such. Like, um... He's the voice of the Badger in Fantastic Mr. Fox, which... Yeah. It's another another Wes Anderson movie, but okay. Yeah, but the stop animation, like, the shit that they do, like, is fantastic. Like, um, George Clooney's character in that is unbelievable. It's an adaptation. I'm starting to realize how many Bill Murray movies I haven't seen. As I keep going through this list, I'm like, shit. Really? But I haven't heard of a lot of them. There's a handful of weird indie ones, but... Yeah, I mean... Again, Moonrise Kingdom, another Wes Anderson film, but, like, he plays, like, a a character, like, his wife's cheating on him with fucking uh, Bruce Willis' character, and he's just, like, super fucking angry. And that scene where he, like, just takes his fucking shirt off and goes, like, I'm going out back to cut down a tree, and he just has the fucking axe. (laughs) Like, that shit is, like... It's pro- like there's not very like that movie's like, that's my least favorite Wes Anderson film and that that's the funniest that that fucking that scene is my favorite scene he's like he's all fucking wasted and he just has the accent going out back to cut down a tree <laughs> <It's> just like <laughs> to me is hilarious but <laughs> um Hyde Park on Hudson yeah like I don't know that ah shit. Mm. I do know this movie because I love Franklin Delano Roosevelt because we share the same birthday, but it's a really creepy one because it's like his love affair with his uh, distant cousin. So FDR was a president, and then he had like love affair with a cousin of his, so kind of fucking weird. Mm. Um, Bill Murray plays the FDR on that, so it's actually it's actually a good film. I've like think I've seen it. At least once, but it's like it's kind of it's kind of funky, but it's it's a good one actually. Okay. But again, weird premise. I don't. What did Roger Mitchell direct? Tyler. Notting Hill. Nothing good. I don't know. Is that the name of a movie? That's the director of that movie. Um, the Monuments Men. Well, that sounds good too. It's a pretty big cast. That one was all right. I was a little disappointed in that. It could have been better. Like it was kind of dry. Like for how for how many, how many good stars are in that? It's like, eh. like I like everyone in it, but I was just weak. Yeah, it could have been better for sure. I think. Yeah, it's another one where he's a supporting role cast. I don't know. I still like that movie, but I, I liked it. It just was like, eh. um, Grand Budapest. Like again, I think I think his character in that is really 
it's such it's a smaller part, but it's a really great part. Um, Saint Vincent's fucking dope. Saint Vincent was really, and I, we've all, I think we can all agree in this room that none of us are the biggest Melissa McCarthy fan. Nah, but I like her in that. She was pretty good in that. And but in that movie, she's good because like, yeah. she's not she's not the main character. So it's like it's it's Bill and like the kid. Yeah, and their play off each other is really awesome. Definitely. Um. His role is Ice Pick in Dumber and Dumber 2. I'm trying to think, like, what? God. I don't really remember that. You don't? Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the first Dumb and Dumber, like, a hundred times, but the second one maybe, like, twice. I don't... Biggest thing about Dumb and Dumber 2, I remember, is, like, Jim Carrey just swallowing a whole hot dog because he doesn't know how to eat a hot dog. <laughs> like, that's like the Man. biggest takeaway from that movie I had. Uh, that's... Well, there you go. Did you like Rock the Casbah? I thought it was better than the reviews because the reviews were terrible. I mean, I'm not going to talk about Aloha. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about Law because it's so like that movie is bullshit. Yeah, it just he, like his character is so small and like and like the movie in, in itself wasn't that good. So yeah, it's yeah like, Cameron Crowe, come on, you're better. But than that. Rock the Casbah, I thought was like weak. Like it was, it seemed like it could be so fucking good, and it was real weak. Yeah, I, I thought it. it was better than the reviews. Yeah, yeah. And the reviews were like, oh, it's like the worst movie of all time. I'm like, no, mm. it's really not that bad, but. Yeah, other than the trailer, I never saw it. Could have that. been better. I didn't bother. Definitely with the... classic tale of like a trailer that makes a movie look real good, and then you're like, huh, that wasn't really what the trailer promised. Again, kind of like um, Aloha, kind of like a few things. Monuments Man. But. Yeah. Um, him as the voice of Baloo in the Jungle Book, I thought was incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, of all the Disney, like, live-action remakes, I think that's probably my favorite so, so we far. We were talking about that movie the other night, and I I haven't actually seen that movie. I saw the other Jungle Book movie that came out at the same time. Mowgli. So I was confused what was going on, because I'm like, yeah, I don't remember that. I still haven't seen that movie, but from what I've been told, it's good. You haven't? No. Super good. Yeah. So, there's only a couple things left. Um, one of them we talked about earlier. I mean, he's in Isle of Dogs. He's in the... But he, he plays the voice of one of the dogs. And he's really good. That movie, I thought, was fantastic. Um, but upcoming, the new Ghostbusters movie. So, I know you guys... I, I, I was not quite in the room a little bit when you guys talked about Paul Rudd, but... If that goes well, it could be it could be ah, amazing. And I, I I just I really hope with everybody involved that it's not one of those situations where it could just like it's just a shit in the bed. Like I feel like it could be really good with all the people involved. So yeah, I don't see any reason why it would why it would hinder it. I mean, Rada is awesome. So yeah, I think the coolest yeah, thing that about that is too cool. is like Ivan Reitman directed. The first two, right now, his son is making making this the one. third one, and he's had a pretty good track record. So I think 
think it'll be good. Bodes well. I like that bullshit movie we got like three years ago. <laughs> right. Where Chris Hemsworth was the best part. The best and worst. God. That's another one we didn't talk about. <laughs> Bill, Bill shows up in there too. Right. And his part is terrible in that. Not him as a person, terrible, but the. He's the doing another bad. Sophia Coppola movie. You, you looking at that, Josh? Yeah. What about the Dead Don't Die? It's out now, right? But yeah. I don't think it's here. It was. Yeah, it's, that, it's it not, was for like a I don't, week. I don't know if it is now or not, but I, it was. It's it was supposed to be on demand too. And I haven't seen it out yet, so I'll probably find a copy of it like next week. Because it so. looks good. It looks yeah. really good, but I haven't read much about it. Like it's okay. You ever seen it? Mm-hmm. I, so as much as Bill is great at ad libbing things. I think this movie makes the mistake of expecting him to make the movie great. Not him saving the movie because it needs someone to save it. Because, I mean, it's it's quirky, and it is fun. And I, I had fun watching it, but there are a couple scenes in it where, like, things are happening, and it's like the k- director was just rolling the camera, being like, I don't know when to call cut, because I don't know when the scene's going to stop. And because of that, it's like, there's a couple scenes that are weird, the movie itself, I mean, it's more of a comedy than anything else. But yeah, it, it's uh, it's got a couple pieces in there where I'm like, my god, they were just waiting for Bill to save the scene, and then he didn't do it. So like, yeah, uh, I had fun watching it. I mean, that was awesome. But as a thing, it's definitely not one of the best. Bill's good in it, and he, the rest of the cast is not bad either. But yeah, I don't know. There's there's just pieces in there. Where I'm like, oh my god. What are you people doing? I don't know. This Sofia Coppola movie sounds pretty good. Yeah. It's a title. It's called On the Rocks. Hmm. A young mother who reconnects with her larger-than-life playboy father on an adventure through New York. So Bill Murray is obviously... Hopefully the father. The father. Right. And from what... I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say Rashida Jones is the daughter, maybe? I'm not sure, though. Mm-hmm. Um, two quick stories that I that I know that I didn't share earlier. There's one where, like, there's a couple in a restaurant, and they see Bill, like, Bill across the restaurant. It's like, what should we do? What should we do? Like, we want to talk to him. Like, well, let's just play it cool. Let's buy him a shot. So they buy him a shot, and then all of a sudden, like, the server comes up with a gigantic plate of rice and like sets it down. They're like, oh, we didn't order rice. Well, this is a lot of rice. They're like, oh yeah, Mr. Murray bought this rice for you. <laughs> and he walks, and he walks Jeez. up to him and he just whispers in there. He's just like, um, two things. One, nobody will ever believe you. And two, don't gobble it all, all gobble it all down in one bite. And then just walked away. And I was just like, cause they bought him a shot of, with, of like, you know, booze. And so he bought them a plate of rice. <laughs> what a weird. Um, there's another time that he was like, I think in like Mexico or something, he's at some sort of resort type place. And I, I, like, people were like wanting to take pictures of him and get autographs and all this kind of stuff. And this rich chick was just like, um, like yeah, I'm. We're like you have to give me an autograph. He's like okay, I'm. I, you know, I don't normally do autographs because like his he's he's famous for like he'll sign other people's names or like just random shit like eat eat cocks and stuff like that like just random shit like uh, instead of just like his, 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 he never signs his actual name and um 
this woman was like, she was like kind of a, like a yappy, rich, rich person. And he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give you an autograph. Um, if I throw you in the pool and she's like, Oh yeah, you just go ahead and do that. And he's like, okay. And he picks her up over his head and just like chucked her into the fucking swimming pool. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So that's just like, again, just like so many stories over the years of like the dude just being some fucking brilliant, brilliant man. And like, um, I mean, there's not very many times that the three of us sit here and agree on something. And like, but we can, I think we can all agree that Bill Murray is one of the greatest fucking actors of all time, and he's such an awesome motherfucker. Hands so, down, well, he's awesome. Like, there's not there's not a lot we don't like. like the words like, as we went even as we went through those movies, we were just like, eh. But like most of them were just like, yeah, that's a good fucking movie. Bill Murray kills it. He kills it. He kills it. So, a lot of my favorite movies of all time are on that list. Um, I'd be I'd 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 go so far as I almost say that he might be my favorite actor of all time. That's that's he's up there for sure. I don't know, like it's pretty hard because he's so good in so many things and so he's so good in so many movies that I love. So, um, that's what I have on that. So I did a little bit of extra research on this one, and I, I hope that like future episodes that this is the direction that we that we decide to go. Um. This being season two and all, um, I, I'm gonna try to sway away from being so wasted in future episodes. I'm not gonna. Same here. Um, Tom and Connor will be back periodically, but, uh, we're gonna try to get back to basics, I think, a little bit and try to do the OG episodes and, like, just really focus on, like, our love of film. And, like, I, I think we kinda need to go back and revisit the, uh, Ridley Scott episode a little bit for Connor's sake because he really was excited to do that and we didn't take it as seriously as we should have so I will say that on that on that note on my part but maybe we could do like an episode where we like go back and like correct the ones that we were wasted on <laughs> man Oof. it's like you want to redo the whole first season no I'm not sure <laughs> uh, I'm ready for the solo episode so let's go all jokes, I'm not really at all. All, all jokes aside, we could, yeah. we could start with the solo episode. No, no. I like that episode. You're crazy. <laughs> You're a crazy person. Um, but anyway, I'm excited for anything next that he does. I hope he's in Zombieland 2. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's a, it's a weird lean, but I, there's not any reason for it not to happen. Yeah, I mean, when at this point, like the, the next Ghostbusters movie, like I think is... Maybe they just like cut his head off of his zombie body <laughs> and like put it on top of their car or something so he's just like part of the movie the whole time that'd be cool <laughs> but then he doesn't really speak but like zombie right. bill murray face is just like on their vehicle or something the that whole time so bizarre wouldn't that be awesome though i don't because yeah. he's like there but he doesn't say anything yeah. <laughs> but he still would steal the show. No, I feel, like, I feel like what you're saying. I, 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 feel, I feel you, but I, uh, if I was writing the movie, that's one of the things I would implement. No, that's what I'm saying. All right. Well, you know. now if that does happen, you put an ether, buddy. Trump we'll all it. agree that I'm genius. That's it. <laughs> I mean, okay. 
<sighs> well, listen to us on all forms of media, on Spotify, on... Um, Instagram. We're still not on Spotify, I don't think. We're not? I, really? I, th- no. I, look, I, th- I thought I looked. I guess it was... That doesn't seem right. I think we have the... We definitely have over the minimum required now, but it's not on there, so... I'll have to recheck mm-hmm. that out. Um, iTunes, that's the thing I was looking for. Podomat. Yeah, go to iTunes. Leave Stitcher. Podomatic. Stitcher. Um, just listen, listen, listen. Um, leave Google some. Play, I think. I think we're on there now. Um, we're getting more play on, on Instagram, but you guys, like the two of you motherfuckers, need to like make a better effort on like, like sharing and talking and doing some social media shit. It's not that big of a fucking deal. But, like, I don't take pictures. Just take pictures off the internet and post them. Mm-hmm. Like, I was gonna post that one of like Tyler with Robin, and they both have the fucking oh, the, tennis ball the in their mouth, ball. like versus each other. But I didn't like. I wasn't sure because Tyler got like. I don't want to like just make. make hilarious. I don't want everybody in the world to know how big Tyler's mouth is. Well, too late for tennis that. Tennis ball. It's not like a like grapefruit or something like. It's I can tell it, it doesn't look that big in your mouth. Like it just like looks like you're just like got some chewing gum or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the picture would be funny if you, if you cut and pasted it. Yeah, put it on there. I don't care. There yeah, you go. it's good for. Um, it's good for the cast. But leave us this some cool. questions. Leave us some this and leave some that. And again, Adam Henry, you're never going to be allowed on this ep- this show. <laughs> Man. And I don't know what else we have. I think that's it. That's all we got. Bill fucking Murray, bitches. Bill motherfucking Murray. So thanks for listening, and catch us next time. If you guys have some show quests or some ideas or something you want to hear about, hit us up, send us some messages, do all that kind of shit. And again, you're not allowed to be on the show if you haven't ever watched The Goonies. And what do you have to say, Tyler? That's it.